Hello there, and welcome to a Dungeons and Dragons role-playing podcast. My name is Stacy, and I'm the DM. So come with me and my good friend Mick. Join us in our weekly discussion about our campaign. Listen to our successes and failures while trying to flex our role-playing muscle. The funny bits, the dumb bits, and the all-round good time that comes with this great activity. The cast is an Asmar warlock named Elbrum, whose pixie familiar, Syl, is about to meet vampires. An elf-marked wizard named Calidus Magnus Lunior, who finally meets Lieutenant Mehmet. A Dabu Nol cleric of the Kudu tribe, Oraki. The human paladin, Kalen Vendis, who has crossed the Middle Sea from Caplion. And now, introducing a tiefling from Kush, Akmenis, with wings that may be big, but might be small. Finally, there is our guest, the human fighter, Odvik, who is a runaway groom. The campaign setting is the Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using the Fantasy Grounds virtual tabletop. So that's the cast. That's the campaign. Now, good people, welcome to the show. In this episode, Mick and I continue the discussion from last week and delve deeper into the legal battle with the GFA. Who has the right of the Withered Hand artifact? A heat enters the room, squashing the quabbling. Saro is convinced, Lugo is conflicted, Hazi is corrupt, and Srodus? She will be informed. A heat? She doesn't give a shit. All she wants to know is... Why the hell hasn't the Grey Company gone to the Pool of Blood? A sand ship had been provided and has been sitting idle in the harbor for days, not earning revenue. The vampire Ranjit quickly closes the door to avoid the deadly sun. Outside, a heat reminds the Grey Company that the pallid court is closed until the Pool of Blood has been dealt with. Cyphrus, owner of Wooden Tooth Construction Company, will repair their flat on Friday. Calidus is mystified. How? How did someone know about the hole? Are they being watched? Will the Grey Company once more brave the Growling Sanctuary, and in so doing, fulfill their promise to the Princess Karima? Is there a rift in the Council of Sand? What happened in those final moments within the Pyramid? The Sprite Hattay, that was not a Sprite anymore, who was she? Why was she in the inner sanctum, and where was Cobal? Were the two in cahoots? Ate was doling out boons, and now she is free. What the hell does that mean? Do you want to know more? Then sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Politics and intrigue at the Pallet Court, as the Grey Company fight to hold on to the withered hand they recovered from the tomb of Cobal. The Grey Company discloses that Hazi of the GFA is corrupt and provides proof. Lugo listens as the GFA barrister, Ciro, throws his colleague under the bus. Will the Grey Company outwit the GFA? And you know who uh, liked that comment? The president of Cobalt Press, Wolfgang Bauer. <laughs> so he's seen that because what I did, 
Is, oh, no. I at mentioned Fantasy Grounds and I at mentioned Cobalt Press. Yeah. And so I threw in a picture. So it's basically, there's the picture. That's the picture of Ahit. Yeah. Your guys' apartment. The, yeah. And just, you know, a couple of things. So that's all I put in in that little comment. And there's Wolfgang Bauer. So he is the president of Cobalt Press. At the end of the day, that's the whole point is trying to get, bring awareness out, have peop, more people listen to the podcast and whatnot. Ho- hopefully they get caught up in the stories and whatnot. I think I, we, should, we should make a mention here too, I guess. And that is that there's the, this is the second time or third time I've played this same scenario. Yep. Never been this far before. Yep. But it's never the same twice. So far, no. No. The, the, the outcomes, the things that you come up against. So even knowing the answers doesn't necessarily no. give you an advantage. Well, I mean, specifically, like I remember too, when you encountered the, the statues, the Nubian statues that had their hands, you had, the, yeah. you had to put the dagger in one hand and a fresh heart in the other hand. And I was curious to see where you guys would get a fresh heart from. Mm. But you guys solved that, opened up the doors. This time around, I changed that. That, that wasn't the solution. Yeah. And so you're putting gold coins and shit inside the, the statue's right. hands. So it, it changes every time. I kept some things the same. I completely changed the layout of the pyramid, of the main floor of the pyramid where the majority of the stuff was happening. Yeah. But the bottom layer I kept the same because I couldn't find a map that had a very large chamber, circular chamber like that, and I wanted to have that circular chamber. What I did change was that when, when you found the fairy there, all of a sudden, as soon as she came out of, the, out of that the sarcophagus, I switched it up, and so all of a sudden you guys were no longer in that chamber, and as the smoke came out of the sarcophagus, vegetation grew up. and yeah, Completely different. To completely the... different. All of a sudden you guys found yourselves, you felt that you were in the Feywild, mm. which is another realm, I guess, dimension. And of course, Oraki's like, is it real? Is it real? When I step in the water, am I getting wet? <laughs> and I was like, roll a perception check. And... He rolled bad, and I was like, yeah, it feels like water. <laughs> and that's the good thing, too, is trying to get people asking questions and having them roll skills. And that's something, too, that I noticed on Critical Role. Matt Mercer does that a lot. They're like, do I do this? Well, roll me it. this kind of check. I, I guess roll me point, that kind of check. The point I'm making is that, that there are no giveaways by listening to us rabbit on about this kind of stuff. No, and I mean, I, I, you'll get I to, clearly... You'll get to the end, but if you think you can apply it the next time you play it, or yeah. if you are going to join a game having never played this, you think you will know the answers, yeah. guess again. I sit here, and when we have our conversations, there are things I want to talk about so much, and I, I struggle to hold back on not, trying not to reveal certain things. And some stuff, you know, like I'll give away just a little bit. So you, you, clearly you caught some stuff that you, you probably weren't meant to, but that's okay not that big of a deal. At the end of the day, it, it doesn't ruin the role play. You still have to role play. Yeah. And, and to me, that, that's the fun part. And this was the cool, like I really enjoyed, I was three NPCs there. I, I, no, four NPCs because Ahit came, yeah, came in. I was playing Lugo, who was the colleague of Hazi. And yeah. for all intents and purposes, I used the, oh, you know, talks like this, so the kind of the buffoon voice, but he's anything but a buffoon. Then there was Cyril, who was the barrister. Yeah. And he's and, directly related to Srodus, who is the, the leader of the GFA from, from Lignus. Yeah. I was Ranjit, who was the diplomat. And of course, Ahit. And so, yeah, Ahit came in and she's like, just do it. So you identified the withered hand, you handed over the withered hand. Yeah. And at that point, 
Hazi was, or not Hazi, Daryl was like, look, okay, I'm, I'm fairly convinced Hazi's corrupt. Something's going to need to be done about this. I'm reporting this to Srodu's immediately, especially the fact that Cobal wasn't in there. But we're interested in hiring you guys to deal with Hazi. And Lugo was just really quiet. He looked very conflicted. When Ahit was there, she was just like, okay, all things aside, yes, it's, it's interesting. I don't give a shit. Why the hell haven't you guys gone to the Pool of Blood? Yeah. You took the ship. You're supposed to be going to the Pool of Blood. It's now three days later since you took that ship. We need you guys to deal with this immediately. So that, that was her point when she came in there, and she was poignant. That's what she wanted you guys to deal with. That, that was what she originally requested of you guys. She'd given you up until the end of this week, this Friday, deal with- and it's Tuesday now, game time. Yeah. So you guys have got now... So we came to a decision to go and... Don't know. Oh, is that where we ended? That's where we ended. Uh, so you ended basically well, a heat left. Really, yep. Ranjit closed the door because he didn't like the sunlight being in there. So you guys are standing with Ciro and Lugo just outside of Ranjit's door. Ahit has made her point. She said the sand ship is still available for you guys. Captain Bubbles is still there to take you guys to, to this blood. And she's like, this is, this is why the pallet court is closed. You need to deal with this blood pool. Yep. And your contractor who provided you the quote is, going to, begin, a, is we... going to begin work fixing your door. Yeah. While we're gone. I think she, I think I said in the letter she was going. To, she was also going to be working on your door on Friday. Oh, okay. I didn't, you provided I, I a didn't, quote. I, I thought we got a quote, but I didn't think we'd accepted it yet. No, she 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 said in the quote she said this was a quote. She went to the office of Karima because she's the renter. Yeah, it's been she authorized by someone else. Yeah, that's why she came and dropped off the letter to you guys. That's a shame. The, the because question it, is because that would be an entertaining. <laughs> why? Who said? Who contacted her? To say, they come find out about the hole. Yeah, that's awfully fast to find out that we've got a hole. Particularly well, given that no, it's, and no it's, one it's, can it's see it's it. A, although we it's, did, all, it's two days later. But but we did have an encounter with the guy from downstairs, who is clearly a renter as well. Oh, I don't remember. Was that in Elbrum session? Um, Below is the warehouse. Yeah, I I jumped out the window. Yeah, went downstairs. Because I thought we were on ground level at the time, but found out that there are two flights, two stories yep. of warehouse. Well, not it's just two stories. It's one it's two, floor, one, but one, it's it's at it's least two stories floor. high. Yeah, and there was some bloke there that I met. Yeah, well, that was in Elbrum's story, and I can't, can't quite remember oh, okay. who that was. So, so in that case, I mean, yeah, at the end okay. of the day, so he, so clearly, it hasn't been him that. Yeah, I'm not. I can't use him because I don't remember anything about it. But well, that means that if someone that means that I've got no idea how someone found out that there's a hole in our that's right in our door because both sides were covered up. I can only assume that there is something in our. Someone's watching us. There's well, see, here's the thing too. Remember this. This is the picture. Here I'm. I'm. I'm re-showing the picture of that room to Mick. Yeah, yeah I know that. Yep. So. There's a Where Akmenis is, that's the entrance there. Yeah. So those are the stairs that lead down to the ground, to the ground floor, floor where the main door is. So to me, this is the wall that you destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It doesn't make sense. So they, someone will have to come in, go up two flights of stairs to see that this has been destroyed. Yeah. Because over here, but is we the, did, this we, is the patio. We did cover it with a couple of carpets. So yes. the question is that if it was just some random person 
came to knock on our front door, mm-hmm. they would not see it because the carpets were there. So if someone mm-hmm. comes up and knocks on the door, carpet in the front, carpet in the back, you know, unless they move the carpet, they're not going to see it. So Interesting, huh? Yeah. Not that important. Perhaps. In the grand scheme of things, in, in, the grand, in the grand scheme of survival, it's more about getting to the blood pool and solving that issue. And then yep. also finding out what they expect us to do about Hazi. I'm yep. curious to know who Hazi reports to. The issue with this is you've got to look at it and say, Ciro's standing next to you. If Ciro's convinced that Hazi's dodgy and Lugo's gets told that he's dodgy, mm-hmm. we should be able to figure out whether the chain of command lies. Bad downside is that if Hazi reports straight to the lizard woman, Produce. Produce. If he reports straight to her, then the problem you've got is that he, he, he's either acting on his own or she's dodgy. Well, and for uh, me, uh, the question is, is also, is, is it important? In the yeah, well, that was what I was about to say, and do we care? Yeah. Because we may, we may look at this and say, yes, they may want to contract us to do that. Or yes, do you remember do, what you're do, supposed to be doing? Yeah, well, we're supposed to be going to the Bud Light, can't we? And we're supposed to be getting rid Are of the... Are you sure? Well, initially, we're supposed to be working for... Here I'm going to be questioning your memory. What made you guys decide that you're going to go to the Blood Lake? Of course, you were giving that that potential that mission from the Pallet Court. Well, at, but all the way along, what, what caused you guys to go there? We were asked to go there. I'd have to go back and look at the notes. But again, our our, our position has always been to rise the climb the ladder of fame and fortune, but, along with solving the issue of the Tuscali. Do you remember? When you first moved into your apartment, the very first day that you got taken to your brand new apartment, you were with Princess Karima. I think I was there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's his name, Kane? Lieutenant Mehmet was Lieutenant waiting for Mehmet you there. Came to us. And yeah. so that's when you learned that your friend Captain Deuteronomy was murdered. Yeah. Somewhere up near Luxon. Yeah. That's not on the on the Yep. There's nothing But to... that was where you guys had a conversation though. You had just left the Growling Sanctuary. You had just been killed. And so you're like, okay, we can't keep going on. You're, you still haven't found the bloody idol. The one thing that Karima asked you to do. The one thing that Karima, oh, yeah. you promised yeah, yeah, to do yeah, for yeah, Karima, yeah. and that's why she gave you the apartment. Yeah. Look, and, and these things will come back and bite us in the ass, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. The, the finding of the idol was the Growling Sanctuary issue. Yep. And our position on the Growling Sanctuary is we're not going back. I mean, that was the position that we took because we know if we go back, we die. For the time being. Yeah. You're not so, strong enough. So, yeah, we're not strong enough. And so that... But that was because there's only three of you. Yeah, but we also know that in order to get there, we've got to... We've explored all of the possible ways in, and there is a, a, a mummy... What was, in the, what was in the river? You don't know. Yeah. There is something in the river that, that is killed dead, you. That, that killed me. Yep. Unless we can get past that, it's not going to happen. And every time we've tried to get into the Growling Sanctuary, it's mm. always been the same problem, is that the getting in is next to impossible to do. We always end up getting really badly hurt or oh. coming close to death. So it wouldn't matter from a team point of view. Yep. Our team is going to turn around and say, yeah, you're Princess Karima. We're not going to die trying to find something you want. Feel free to kill us now. Yep. Because our options are death and death. Yep. Either she kills us or they kill us. With no ability to get in there, if that's where the idol is, it ain't going to happen. Yep. So, like, that's a... But there was also something else that you guys discussed. So you, got, you, got, you guys, when you went to your apartment, you discussed 
do we go back to the Growling Sanctuary? You discussed, do we go to the Pool of Blood? Or... Uh, did we discuss... We hadn't even gone... To, we hadn't even got to the Pool of Blood scenario. Nope. You guys were at Before. your apartment. These were the things that were on the table that you guys were discussing did, what, and what the, you should I didn't, do. Because you didn't want to go back to the Growling Sanctuary because you were, you were afraid that you didn't have enough people and you were going to die again. I didn't think we had enough. I didn't think... I thought that came after that. Okay, so there, was, there were two. Because you were that, in that. your apartment. You were with yeah. Lieutenant Mehmet. You were with Princess yeah. Karima. And you're with Onka. Yeah. And there was you... Yeah, and then Elbrum, yeah, yep. Oraki. Yeah. That's when we, we went out and we, we found the Brazilian who was going to play the Minotaur who yeah. disappeared. But that was because you guys, instead of going to the Pool of Blood, you guys took your detour. But you yeah. decided, in that session, you decided that you were going to do the Pool of Blood. And I, was, I mean, I have no problem. Go where you mm. want to go. But you also had one other thing that you were going to decide on. During that session, I can't remember what that is. I'd have to Princess Kareem and Lieutenant, they were going to go and do something based on the conversation that mm. you guys asked them to do. And Onka was going to go and do something based on the conversation that you guys Yeah, well, she was going to sell out her team. What was the team she was working for? Dogs of Bastet. Yeah. That's right. So, so she was, was going to go and do something. Yeah, she was, yeah. Going and so this is, this is why you guys, need, you, you guys have to be on top of stuff because I, I put stuff out there that I'm hoping you guys will catch that is related to your, the things that you guys have already done. And if you forget stuff, uh, yeah, then I, I think the, I think the, there will be the, consequences. Yeah, the, and the issue with this is that the, the whole managing the amount of information, which I started to do, but then it dropped yep. off the... Off well, the, and this is, this is it, it became, I mean, the, the player diary idea, and, and I think I'm going, to, I'm going to introduce this in the start of this next session, is, okay, if we have six consistent players, let's volunteer to have one person become the, the thing if you guys are going to be consistent. I, I think the problem with the diary is that the diary... You have to read it. You have to remember what... It gives you the history. Yep. But there needs to be... We need to implement a way of taking this down to bullet points of what's on the board. Yeah, you, you have to remember. That's right. What I mean, what, we what are they... to achieve? What are the challenges and how you tie it all together? What Which are, are the where I started. plot threads? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I started with. And that's yep. something I've let go. Yeah. I, that's my fault that that... Well, no, it's not your fault. At the end of the day, I mean, every player is responsible, right? And at the end of the day, to me, Discord is a great tool. It allows yeah. you to stay in touch with the other players. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got their personal lives. How much, how much time can you spend dedicated to it? But my personal thought is, is that there's a story here. The story will go on. Your decisions no, affect yeah, I, the story. I think the issue is about managing, common thing is about managing this process so that you can look at something and easily see. Yeah. Where you are. It's almost it's like, true. It's almost, it is almost like you need a, a, a flow chart to sort of go. Well, and here, it, are, here are the here are the bits that we haven't done and the bits right. that didn't tie together or, or something. I, I don't I don't really know. I can't rightly say I don't know, and I'm not going to build anything because I don't have time. So the only thing is, is that uh, at the end of the day, game time. It's been like two a weeks week, since you started. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, and we're uh, whereas where real life, in, it's like almost a year. Two weeks since we started, we're buried in stuff, and we're trying to remember what happened a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, and that's but it's all right. I mean, again, it, it's the it does. It's interesting, isn't it? Because there is a there is a, a clear way to end the game, and that is to have the meeting between the Grey Company and Karima, and the Grey Company tells Karima it ain't gonna happen, and she kills us all. Or so, something. So there is there is one way of that's a good way of wrapping the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Other way is to uh, for us to go and figure out how we're gonna solve all these other issues. Well, I mean, and which ones are important? I, I guess the other thing too is that. That we we've almost we are we've got to a stage where we we are creating a problem in that we have too many masters. Yeah. Well, he, it, it's managing the information where, too because like there's been plenty of stories where a DM is like, 
the, the characters go and do this and do this and do this. The world ends because they missed the main plot where they were supposed to do something to stop this evil guy from doing mm. something. That's just it. Is it's up to the GM and players to to make sure that they are communicating. So if the world ends because time passes and the players didn't see the main plot line, the GM has has failed. It's not just on the GM yeah. and it's it, not it, just it, on if, the players. If you, you look at is... me now and said, what, where is the, of all of the items that are there to be mm. dealt with, mm. I would say it's the Blood Lake because the Blood Lake has come about because the council is about to collapse. When, when there is, when the council has got a rift in it, like that, that has caused, as it's been described to us, like that has caused, then that's a big problem because if the Council of Sand disassembles itself, then clearly whatever the, the Tuscali becomes insignificant. You know, they're going to wipe you out anyway because well, the disunited, the, the disunited the council is just going to get overrun. Well, this is one city in a large, large land. Who are they when it comes down to, if you've got an army of Tuscali, is one yeah. city meaningful? Yeah, well, it, we see this as not defeating the army, but just not, not, well, not letting the city fail. I, I think, too, and again, one, one thing and I you think, are right. Because that, that, you know, and I don't think we've even looked at the, the, a big picture from that perspective. We've only looked at is, is that the Tuscali invasion is occurring. We know that it's coming towards this town. Yeah. I don't think any thought's been given to, even if you save the town, what have you gained? Yeah. Saving the town is really just a case of saying, well, we may have saved the town, but we will then be a small town surrounded by Tuscali that yeah. can't get in. But see, here's the thing, too, you got to remember, is that right from the beginning, the Tuscali have never invaded any of the metropolises. They've only invaded small outlying towns. Yeah. Are we a small out- we're not a small outlying town, though. Uh, we're nope. a major metropolis. You're a metropolis. Yeah. So, so they've uh, never I, done I, that. I, I, I'm still going back to my, my, my Mahazi theory, and that Mahazi's working with the, the Tuscali to raise cabal to control the world. The, I like I like that theory. That's a great theory. The um, I think I've I've also too. This is one of those things too where there is a history of the land, and that is relevant, and it should affect how you guys make decisions. And I like having these conversations because it also clarifies to me certain things that I need to make sure that are. So, for example, when you guys met the Minotaur, the Minotaur who was in the pyramid, he had been frozen for four hundred years. He was a, a, aware, like, I let him know, I was like, you've been frozen in time. You've been in this pyramid for a long, long time. You are not going to be aware of certain things. And certain things he wasn't aware of. So, for example, I had let the players know that you, through their conversation that with him that they're like, oh, you, you realize that he's been frozen for 400 years. Because he was talking about his home city. Now, as the, the player didn't know this, he had no idea about this. Whereas the other players, I was like, it's common knowledge for you guys that you know that the city that he's talking about, because I muted him, and I was like, it's common knowledge for you guys that when he talks to you about this city, you guys all know that that city basically doesn't exist anymore. Because 300, well, 350 years ago, the dragons arrived and they basically destroyed that city. And that's one, that's one of the main reasons why dragons are hated so much in the Southlands and why everybody doesn't like any of the dragonfin. That's why all the, the kobolds who are dragon kin are slaves. So there's little bits of that. And so I try to make sure so that when, as a character who's, who's awaking from 400 years and all of a sudden you find out that your city, 
what are the motivations that are going to make you do? So there are certain things that are common knowledge, and it's the right time to tell you guys those common knowledge and trying to find those right times. But very clearly from things you say, I've, I've got some work to do. <laughs> anyway. At this point, Mixed Track has gone kaput. And this is another IRL podcast lesson. Make sure you've got feedback in your ear so you can detect when something has gone amiss. Therefore, the next 1 minute and 30 seconds is me talking to myself before we get back on track. Yeah, that's clear too, because the thing is, for me throwing out extra things, it means either I've got to throw out more so that you guys can see those connections, or I've got to remind you in sessions like this of certain things. Well, I would expect, to be honest, the whole Captain Deuteronomy stuff and him being murdered... I was really thinking, oh, is Kaladis going to really hone in on this one? we like, we're going to Luxon. Stay on target. Stay on target. I mean, that, that's just it. I gave Elbrum some hints here and there. Well, your, your box, what happened to your box? I would imagine that if you find something else about your box, that that would be important to you. This is why I love, because going through these podcasts and editing these podcasts, uh, we had a previous conversation about that box and what might be in that box. And I was just like, oh, God, that was a bloody brilliant idea. So from that particular point of view, there's some, yeah, that box. <laughs> Inside the box is the, the answers to everything. <laughs> and then it's up to you as how important it is to you and whether or not you convince the other players to go along. Because Elrum did a good job at making you guys go to that pyramid. You had no intention of going there. I was fully expecting you guys to go to the blood pool that the pyramid was an option as an encounter, a large encounter. But yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, so Elbrum convinced you guys to go to the pyramid, and he did a really good job of, of convincing you guys. And yeah, he, he you, was not about to bend. You recording? Yeah. I know we can't really pick it up no. from where it was. I'm just making sure that the recording's still working. Okay. The bottom is you. Yeah. I can't see anything moving. Oh, yeah. A... There it is right there. Where? One, two. Yeah, that's you. Okay. Yeah, so Elbrum, yeah, he was, he was fairly adamant that we should go there. And there was not a lot of justification for no. it. And this is the interesting and thing. So that, and if, I, if that had been me in real life, I would have just simply said, well, I'm not, not going to go. a better, better job. Me too. I'm not going to go in there. Yeah, at the end of the day, he's like, okay, wait a minute. You're going to give the captain 50 gold to go over there. Why do you want to go there? Yeah, you need to and there was never to me why the hell you feel that we need to go there. And so, from my point of view, that was a plot thread. And part of and part of the difficulty is that there are things that you can put out there. Yep. And that are that are plot threads. Yep. And the person that you give it to doesn't role play it well enough. That's right. To make it convincing. Well, this this goes back to and, and so when that you, when, when you that guys were with Hakan, I told. There was, yeah. Elbrum, he was with the one girl who was the girlfriend of yeah. Rahid, and she told him, and I whispered this to him, that Hakan had raped her. Yeah. And that's why he went over there and cut off Hakan's thumb. And you guys were just like, what the, what did you just do? You yeah. had no idea. Yeah. Because you weren't. And that's what I was hoping is that by telling certain people, then your reactions become more organic to, well, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute. And that, that's what you, I would hope is to be like, no, Elbrum, I'm not. What do you mean, 50 gold? Why are you doing that? Yeah. 
you don't have to accept. And that, that uh, to me, that makes the role-playing a lot more immersive in the sense of like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why but do I want to go there? Without, I don't want to go yeah, there. And without the motivation behind it. And we didn't. We never got the motivation, and yeah. to this day, we still have no idea why it was important for him to go. Well, there. you, you, not you do. At the end of the day, he was. There was something at the bottom of the pyramid that was pulling him. He did tell you guys this. Maybe you. I may not there, have been there, but he he did say at the end of the day, his ability now to be able to see ley lines. Yeah. And per, perhaps the fairy that was in there were what was pulling him. He's not sure if it was the fairy or if it was the ley lines. But did he, and I would have expected that there would be something that would wrap that up and in that, in that particular session that he would have said, my desire to be here is now gone, I yes, can leave. that's right. Did he say that? Yes. He did. Okay. Yeah. So he ended it as he, sh- as he should have. Yes. It was just the getting there. Yeah. That was the, was the issue about why he had to go there. Yeah. And... Again, you'd look at and that I had hinted to him a couple of times that there's something about the pyramid that's attracting him. Yeah, and and again, it would be a it would be a case of well, do you go there first or do you go there second? It's yeah. on the way back. Yeah, and and it's the same I, thing to I, me. I, I, I would have it's, I would have looked at it from a point of view of saying, well, we go there on the way back. In the same way that I, I think the decision that we've made about not going to, back into the growling sanctuary yeah. is one of that to me seems to be a well thought out, well argued position yeah just purely based on logic it currently looks like a death trap yep and so it won't really matter what karima says and even if it comes up as a a part of a plot the the options of getting in there are so bad yep that it's it's not like you get across the line and that does present a major problem in terms of as you say finding the idol one thing that you probably don't know because you missed this was that when you guys met the fairy in the yeah, pyramid, I didn't, I didn't he was like, oh, you guys smell like the sisters. It's interesting that when you talk about the fairy tooth, first time I heard that, I'm thinking like it's, this is Elbrum's. No, that's a pixie. Yeah. I was thinking like, this is, this we've gone fairy. from pixie to fairy. Hang on. No, no. So his, yeah, his familiar yeah. is a pixie. Um, so the fairy that so, was there, she said she, she smelled the sisters yeah. on you. Yeah. And she, she specifically asked, are you looking for Boone as well? Now, you weren't there, and I don't know if that would have triggered something for you, but it certainly didn't trigger anything for Oraki or Elbrum. Uh, and what do you mean by boon is the... Exactly. What's a boon? Yeah, what's a boon? Oh, you ask a boon of a lord where he gives you something for free, for something. So a boon is, I'm going to give you something. Okay. So it's like a gift, or is it a... Possibly. It could a be trade. a trade. Or it could be a trade. A loyalty, More often than not, kind of... it tends to be a gift. The trade element is usually like, I'm going to give you a boon, but I'm going to expect something in return. Don't know when, but it okay. will happen. Okay. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a gift with consequences. Yes. So she mentioned something about the sisters. And I don't know if you guys picked up on that. She also mentioned that she smelled the Tuscali on Kalen and nothing came from that. Mm. And, and that, to me, that's just it as well. Like, all of those they, are lo- all of those are logical though. All of those are Yeah, I mean that you guys haven't really he, he spoken has, to Kaylin. What has, the fuck were you doing in the Tuscali holes? Yeah. Nobody but, said anything to that. I mean nobody's questioned him on that. I don't yeah, I think that that's Or Odvik, who's now the fighter who's with you. Like what the fuck, dude? I don't think we care. I don't think that we have a I don't think that as a group we don't approach it from that yeah. that point of view. This group does not and I would think that it would be unusual in any environment even in a work environment yeah. where you would ask the questions you would just 
you would you would simply take on the new worker. Your your, your bona fides say that you can swing a sword. Fine. Like, I, your bona fides say I, that you yeah. can you can wield a shovel. Fine. It, it is unusual that you would grill a someone who has joined your group, no matter where you came from. I mean, mm, true enough. You're not going to get asked. Yeah. So true enough. Unless unless it's something like this, like where you're saying Kaladis wants to go get his box. He just heard something about his box. He wants to go for it. And you guys are like, what the fuck, Kaladis? I yeah. mean, so what? It's a box. Yeah. At, at that point, it, yes. It, it, you know, yeah. And, that, yeah, and yeah. the conversations come later. The conversations yeah. about yeah, true um, enough. motivations come as you get to know the person. Yeah. yeah. And they only come when they're volunteered or yeah. they come when they're relevant. If yeah. you ask me what my backstory is now, I can't even remember what it yeah, would be. Yeah, I know. Be. It's a shame because I was expecting a lot more when you were talking and, to the, the other elf marked. Yeah, and I was going, backstory. Or, <laughs> you know, six pages of backstory. How the hell would I know what I've done? Yep. It was there to provide. Yes. Flavor. And I'm yeah. using it. Yeah. And so you sort of look, yeah, I'm elf marked. I went to school. I yep. came on a ship. That's it. That's yep. what I know. Yep. Nothing you try to make your box and that there's a dagger inside the box. Well, I'm using yeah. the box, and, and that's yeah. up to you and what, what you want to do with it. And so, and of the backstory, there's the box, and the only thing that sticks is the box, and the box yep. sticks because it's well. And I hope the captain, because you you had, in your backstory, you guys were great <laughs> mates. You saved his buddy. Yeah, but you know, we look at that and go, yeah, okay, that's probably the box is more something that's more tangible. <laughs> of the the captain is dead. We might find out later. We might not. Who knows? Yeah. So we do have a serious problem with this, and I think everybody has the same problem, is how do you manage the story? And that's the main thing, because, like, for example, I know something that is very, very relevant to at least two or three aspects of your backstory, and whether or not it sees the light of day depends on the things you guys do. Yeah. Even with Kalen now, I've started developing where his backstory is going to go. And a lot of it is... This is managing the priorities of, of what you do on a day-to-day basis. Yep. Our current priority is the blood lake, or yep. is it? If we didn't do the blood lake, what would the consequences be? Mm-hmm. And so, and I think that probably what's happening now is that when, we, when the next shiny object goes past, we don't have the conversation about what is the important thing to do. We see yeah. the next shiny object go past, yeah. oh, let's go and do that. Yeah. Rather than say, hang on a minute, here's the big long list. Yeah. And the issue with that then becomes that if the next shiny object is the major plot point yeah. and we reject it because here's the list of others, yeah. then there is no way of knowing. This is, this is up to me as well. Like, How many clues do I give you to lead you in a direction that I want you to go to advance the story? Because if I let you guys go off, it's not your failure to see the plot point it's on everybody right so yeah. if i just let you chase stuff and say okay the world just ended i've also failed because i failed to to provide you with enough data to realize what is the thread you should be chasing here yeah and i think this is a this is the issue that comes up all the time isn't it in real life it's the do i stick with the job i hate or do i punt it and go for a and go and do something else yeah people stay with the job they hate until it gets to the stage where it is so bad yep. that they decide they'll get off their ass and do something yeah if people approached it from a different point of view and said, well, when I decide that I don't like my job, I'm going to go early rather than wait until it gets really bad and I'm going to ignore the risk. Yep. As, a, as a child, as a child, when I was young, yeah, used to hate it when my father used to say that, when I was a boy. When I was a boy, 
if you had a job for less than seven years, yeah, or less than five years, used to be seven, less than seven years, if you had had worked for a company for less than seven years, you were deemed to be flaky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, if you've been there for more than seven years, you're deemed to be yeah useless. Yeah, crazy how that. I think it's it's that same sort of thing that comes up. Yeah, you know, we we have difficulty in figuring out which one's the important one, what is the one that we should yep. take, what is the one that we can leap on. And that becomes a problem. You wave three different shiny objects in our face. Well, and it's, and we can easily pick the wrong one. There's that. And, of course, I need to also be sure that I am waving enough of the important ones so that you go on the, the thread that's important. I love that you guys can develop your backstory. Yeah. But does your backstory solve the main plot? And... Maybe yes, maybe no. And, and, and interestingly amongst this, I would much rather be where we are now mm. than in the scenario that Jenny and the others wanted to be in, Jenny, he says, with disdain, where they wanted a linear single thread. Yeah. They're, they couldn't deal with Multiple options. Threads, yeah. I would much rather have... They wanted to be railroaded and just fight. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or even if it wasn't the fight. Mm. It still had to be linear. They couldn't deviate yeah. from. Yeah. They couldn't make a choice of two items yeah. when they got. They actually struggled when they got given a choice yeah. of two items. Yeah. Do I do A or do I do B? They couldn't. Well, and and the funny thing is, is that that was very clear from the person who was playing the the dark elf cleric. But the strangely enough, the person who was playing Jenny, although annoying to no end in terms of of their play style, uh, I think at the end of the day that particular person actually did enjoy all of a sudden oh my god this is how this links up because it was genuinely excited when he did that but in terms of of playing with other players really really difficult but there was a conversation where it was said there were just too many things too many shiny objects yes 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 and that was the the and that was the drow cleric that said that yeah and given the choice of of having more well, it's a story, I'd, I'd rather, right? I'd rather have more. I, I, I really do think because that. Because you've got to solve it, right? I mean, and the thing is, is you yeah. just look at, even then, they liked being able to solve the puzzle in the pyramid to get to the main room to have that main fight. It's no different. It's a puzzle as well, but there's a social interaction there. And which, where do you go to find, you know, who do but you even, talk to? But, but even if you've, I mean, even if you look at that from the point of view of that's just a fight within a... Yeah. With, in the singularity of it's the pyramid solved the pr- pyramid problem. Yep. There are actually a, a series of other things that come from that. There is Cabal's left. Cabal has one of the items. The other, the acolytes have the other two items. Yep. That opens up the Tuscalia there. there. That opens up a series of threads. Yeah. So you go down the hole and see yep. what's down the hole. You try and find out where the, t- the acolytes went. Yep. You try and figure out if Hazi's dodgy. All of those threads yep. that you can follow, and you, which one is the important one? That's a much better scenario yeah. than if we had gone down there and come out with, uh, we'd killed Cabal, come out with the rod and the hand and yep. the scarab. We'd walked outside and shot Hazi and he was yep. dead. And we tied the whole lot up in a nice little bow and say, here we are, we've completed yep. the pyramid yep. section. Yep. That to me is kind of boring. But but terribly linear and works incredibly well for people that like a linear play because then you can say the next meeting that you have with someone could be, you know, you get a message saying you've still got to go and do the blood lake, so you just go off to the blood lake. Yeah. It's nice and linear. You've deviated off one, but you go, you're back yeah. onto where it is that you have yeah. to go. There is, 
it's the other kind GM, of boring. What he did was in order to try to provide us with data that was important to us, he actually created a PDF, like four or five page PDF that was like a newspaper with a bunch of different articles. Yeah. Some articles could be completely frivolous, mm. which he grabbed because on Wizards of the Coast, you could just grab fake articles to throw yeah. in there. But other articles he wrote that would specifically provide insight. And I was just, I mean, it's a great idea, but bloody, that's time consuming to create I'm, a PDF I'm, I'm, like that. I started out with a spreadsheet of all well, of the hanging threads. And I'm looking at that and thinking, there's that. There's the idea of using a flowchart app to do a flowchart with it in a database to come up with these are the things that you haven't actually sold. Yeah. What, but what there, I'm thinking there, of there, specifically is as the Word GM, document. though, this is a good conversation because it's making me realize as a GM, there are certain things because I want you guys to find out something very specific. And I'm starting to think too now that I don't mind going off on this. I mean, the main story is going to go the main story, but I've really got to make sure that I give you those clues to get you where I want you to go. And one of the things I was thinking about is you're in a metropolis, so gossip of the people, but there's really not situations where it's like, oh, I'm just going to go and gossip with the people. There were early on, early on there, were, there was that, that opportunity came up because we were making a name for ourselves. No, you, you and, were looking for Rahid and you were trying to find yeah, out stuff, but so we you were also, talking to people. It was also a lot easier because we were walking through the crowd and people would come up and talk to us and all that kind of stuff. But we've now moved into a different environment. Yep. So our environment is now we are not having conversations with people that will spread rumours. The other issue with that too is if you try and run that one, yep. I would have a, an issue with that in terms of what we are doing is not common knowledge. It's not like we some can, of the stuff, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, a lot of the stuff. Nobody's you know, going to know. The Tuscali thing is kept under wraps, so no one should know about that. Well, and I, I had a Freudian slip because I did say in our session that the pyramid has stopped rising. Now I don't know if you guys came to that conclusion based on what you you did in the pyramid, but I didn't hear it. It did stop rising, and it was as a consequence of your guys' things. The people are going to know that the pyramid has stopped rising. And so they'll be talking about it, but they're not going to know why. How fast was it rising? Was it rising a foot a day or was it... Well, the, was the it... entire city w was under sand two months ago. The city of Perbestet, or you mean no, the, the pyramid? The entire and... city of Anuasir, and it's the Pyramid of Kobal. So yeah, that, okay. that ancient ruins started rising up from the sand two months yeah. ago. So how, how, how big is the fucking pyramid? Huge. Huge. So fairly quick. I don't know how fast that would be, but I would assume that's got to be at least a few centimeters, or maybe ten, even 10 centimeters. Maybe 10 centimeters is a meter? No. No, no. Yeah, centimeters yeah 100, 100 centimeters is a meter. A meter. Three feet. So, yeah. Three 10 centimeters a day. a day? Yeah, probably. In Three two feet. months? A meter a day. Yeah, something like that. Three feet. Yeah. That's fairly quick. Yeah, you would, you would see that. People would notice that it stopped. Look, And especially because... And, and you could draw the conclusion that it stopped because... We've gathered up the items and taken them out, or Cobal has left the pyramid, so he's risen. So, Except you know, sorry, you know that from the ferry that Cobal has been gone for at least a thousand years. Oh, did we get that? Yeah. So Cobal is not hasn't been dead for a thousand years. Nope. He's been happily wandering around. He rerose. Do we know where he's been? You do know that he died probably close to two thousand years ago. Do we know where he's been for the last thousand years? Ferry didn't. Sort All of... you, well, she doesn't know. She was, she was in the pyramid, and she said something, and then she left. Well, I should, I should tell you. She, she, cause she, I, she told everybody else. 
She was now free, and so she left. She was free. Now she was free. Where was the fairy? She was in his sarcophagus. But the lid of the sarcophagus was not on. No. But what Elbram learned was there was two ley lines that intersected at that sarcophagus. The dagger that I got mm -hmm. from the top of the obelisk yep. says that it's the only way to get it. You, in order to enter the tomb, yeah, yeah, you that, have to be holding the that. dagger. I needed to. I, pro I, I should have edited that text, but that's not the case anymore. That was the case in the original adventure, but I modified that. So anyone could have got into the tomb. Well, they needed the three keys to get into the tomb, or they needed to find another way in. The three key... Was there another way into the tomb? Circular room with holes where the sand comes in. Mm -hmm. No, there's no other way into the tomb. Or if there was, we didn't see it. No, there wasn't. There was a... Magic, of course. Back door. Yeah. Fairy's magic? Yep. So a fairy could have popped in. Fairy could have started on the... Could a fairy have started on the outside of the door and you don't gone know. through the door? Don't okay. I know that? Yeah, you didn't can ask. I, can I roll a history check? No. Uh. The history check wouldn't answer that question. You would have had to ask her questions. Oh, no, no. This is a question about fairies. Oh, well, oh I'm asking you... So, well, sorry, you no, did no. know... No, I'm going to now ask you common knowledge questions. So, as Calidus, Calidus knows that fairies are magic. Yes, they're fae, yeah. Does Calidus know that a fairy could get to so, the inside of that? One thing that Syl told Elbrum was that this fairy yeah. used to be a sprite. Sprites are less than pixies. Sprites are, they're also, pixies are this yeah. big. Sprites yeah. are also that big, but they're not as strong as a pixie. Mm. Uh, I flavored a pixie because usually a pixie is not allowed to be a familiar. So I removed some of the spells that a pixie yeah. can do because I, I wanted so to have a smaller. pixie. So I'm just looking smaller, at it. But all I'm of a sudden, yeah. she is full-sized. She's no longer a tiny creature. She's yeah, a medium-sized creature. Yeah, see, I'm exploring the possibility. There, so there's two possibilities, mm. a couple of possibilities. Yep. One is a very small creature has got in there and got bigger. Somehow. Another possibility is that the comment, now I am free, Yep. and the pyramid stopped rising, Yep. is that actually the fairy is Cabal. Well, it could be. Yeah, because... That's a possibility. We've opened the door to let out Cabal. We expect Cabal to be a mummy if the pyramid's rising so that someone will come and open the door and let him out. And Cabal's a bad guy? Cabal, so you, you should have been able to figure out from all of the pictures in there, Cabal wanted to be a god. And the stories and the histories Cabal of Cabal... Was, wasn't Cabal... I thought, that's why the question is, is he a bad guy? Was he a god? I thought he was a no, god. No, he was a pharaoh. Yeah, and, okay, he was And a pharaoh. he wasn't the particularly good one, but he was a human. Was he the chief pharaoh? Like he was the... No, nope. wasn't just even the pharaoh. The, it wasn't no, even the big just, guy. Just, just the pharaoh. There's lots just of pharaohs. Run of the mill. But the thing is, is... I shouldn't say a god. It's a god king or mm. a goddess queen. So yeah. like, for example, Meshkenet is a goddess queen. Yep. These goddess kings and queens, they were regular people once upon a time. Yeah, they just became... But they're not gods. No. But they're... I guess you'd call them demigods, really. And if you resurrect him and he wants to become a king... He wants to become god. one of these god kings. Yeah. That was his intention. And that was what... The like a lot of the pictograms, especially in that long hallway, talked about was he wanted to become the fish-headed god, and he's got the scarab. And so, if it's this whole resurrection thing, like, what did she say? She said he's not dead. He's been alive for a thousand years. He left a thousand years ago. He left a thousand years ago. Yep. When you, when you say left, you mean left the pyramid. Yep. So she's not him because he left. Why would she say now I'm free? 
And this, like, all the three items that he needed were in there. Nope. Two of the three were in there. Yeah, but the scarab was inside him. Yep. Well, if the scarab was inside him when he was buried, then all three items were there. So all that someone had to do was get inside and raise him. And if that's what they wanted to do. And, and you either bought the scarab in. To me, the question is, how do you become a god qu- king or queen? What's the process behind becoming such a being? I'm trying to figure out how you raise the dead. I'm going back a thousand years. to. Do you become a god king by being raised from the dead? I don't know. I don't know. And that, that's stuff, those are, to me, those are questions you'd want to learn, right? Yeah, but where do you find the answer? I go to a library and find out. I look it up on sure. Google, don't I? But I no, can't. No, no. There's the uh, librarium that you guys were at, for sure. That's a place. Yeah. Talking to people. And I, I loved your idea about the council is falling apart. What about the council apart? What would that mean? And if- Oh, the, look, the council, I mean, the council falling apart is just standard run-of-the-mill everyday politics, isn't it? Yeah, but why? Council, council falls apart. Sure. Yeah, no, but the council falls apart for jealousy, for money, for greed, yeah. for, for power, for any. Yep. And you don't need to know why. Where we sit, we don't need to know why it's falling apart. We just need to understand that it is falling apart. Yeah. And that if the Tuscali are coming and the Tuscali have never taken anything that's a large town, yep. we don't even need to know why they're trying to take yep. this particular city. Yep. We can just turn around and say it's going to be easier for them. Yep. If well there, if, there, if, if, there the is... council, if the council falls apart, then the council will not be able to manage things. Like, for example, who are the, the white walkers that come in the middle of the night? What do you call them? The loyal the, dead. The loyal dead. Yeah. Two thirds of the population of the city is made up of the loyal dead. If you yeah, wanted to a have big, a big, a big, yeah, if you wanted to have an army, it's going to be them. So, and here, here's the thing too, is that if the council, I did mention before, because there was one question about, we were talking about the, the warlord who was one of the advisors and there was mention in that, that Mishkenet, she controls the loyal dead. Yeah. Now I can't remember if, if we, we talked about it or gone into it, but there's something I have to make sure that everybody is aware of as well. There's a few things of common knowledge that, that w- they would, and it's just always looking for opportunities to, to raise those points. The reality is there had been a Tuscali uprising previously that like something, I forget, it was like 60, 70 years ago. I mean, it nearly wiped out a number of the cities, it, but this is different. Yeah. It's not the same thing. People are very, very aware of the Tuscali and what the Tuscali mean. But also the, the other thing too is that the people where we are, People think that Tuscali are hundreds of miles away. And they are. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not. And there's Tuscali hives throughout the Southlands. I think mm. there's like five or six, I forget how many. Where they are, everybody would know where the Tuscali hives were because mm. there was a huge Tuscali incursion before and it, it culminated at one specific hive and eventually got knocked down. Mm. I didn't want to specific... There's, there's bits of the, the, that are common knowledge and then there's stuff that would just have been forgotten and you would need to speak to historians to be able to really yeah, learn the, the full facts of it. So, like, for example, the, the dragons, everybody hates the dragons, but why? One of the reasons is that 350 years ago, they took out one of the main cities. Yeah. And basically... Where there were, was. Yeah, there was two main places where the Minotaur were coming from, one on the northeastern part of the Southlands and one on the... Or, sorry, northwestern part of the Southlands and then one on the eastern. The eastern part... They're fine, but mm. the northwestern part were decimated. Yeah, and so that changed the Minotaur 
civilization drastically in terms of, of what, what it meant to be a minotaur after that event had happened. So, and then, of course, there is another part of common history, too. I forget how many, was it a century ago or something, but one of the god kings woke up and went and had a huge battle with a bunch of the dragons in one of the cities. No, it wasn't one of the cities, but where the Nile exits into the Mediterranean. So mm. the same thing, it's the same map. Where River Nordia exits into that, that Midgard Mediterranean yeah. area, there is a an ancient ruin where one of the god kings went to have this huge battle with the dragons. And that was the last time the dragons came to try to invade the Southlands. Yeah. So that was another event, but that one, that one wasn't as long ago. So the god kings and queens, they still exist. They sleep. Mm. And every once in a while they awake. Meshkenet, she's not sleeping. She's been fucking around doing stuff for, yeah. for ages. And stuff like this. So... It's 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 interesting that like I have fun. It's it's really okay. There's so much you can do, and how do you tie it? Because like the re- the reality, my idea of the Tuscali invasion. This is my idea. There's not something in a book that says yeah. the Tuscali are currently doing this. The incursion from sixty seventy years ago. The reason for it still exists. It happened sixty seventy years ago. That's something that's part of the campaign setting. What I'm doing with it now is my own thing that I've yeah. created. Yeah. So. I've looked into certain, from the campaign setting, I found certain characters that I thought were interesting, and this was just my way of, of creating something from that. So how does it all go? Well, ultimately, if you look at what Critical Role did, Critical Role started, their characters started at level zero. And that campaign, although they played for it with two years online streaming it, it had been going on for two years privately. So it was four years that got the characters from zero for level one to 20. Yeah. Yeah, and then they they fought Vecna, who is this huge level twenty, level twenty five bad guy. Yeah, maybe more. He was a person who was looking to become a god, mm. and they eventually. I don't think they killed him, but they took him down or something like this, or something like this. Mm. It was this big thing, and they finished off, and their level twenty characters were done, and now they're starting a brand new campaign where they once again they're brand new characters starting at level one. But that, that's the thing, is that the character who is the main event is a level 20-plus yeah. character yeah. who's doing something for some reason that nobody's aware of. And so my job is that although this is here, how to get you guys from level 1 to get you to a point where you stay on target and this is what you need to accomplish, and how do you take these little things that help you level up but still get you to here? That's my job, and my job is to make sure that this curtain here doesn't destroy the world because you guys are off over here because I haven't done a very good job of yeah. providing I, you I with... Don't think it's, I don't think it's just... I don't think it's just your job. I think it's our job. It, it is, but, I mean, the thing is, is the encounter, the Tuscali and the hunt, as far as module, modules go, that's not part of the module. Encountering the Tuscali and the pyramid, that's not part of the module. That Hazi is corrupt, that's not part of the module. That's just me doing what I want to do to, in order to make it more interesting yeah. for you guys. But and they add, it adds flavor to it and, it, yeah. and it also means that you look at that and you then have to decide. Mm-hmm. And it, we go back, it's the decision-making process about yeah. what's important. Yeah. Is, have we wrapped that up and said, yeah, that's okay, that's the yeah. end of that. There's yeah. nothing, nothing more to see there. Yep. And how do we manage that, yep. solving that issue? Well, it's just like the, the very first and one. I, and we haven't actually figured out whether Hazi is in cahoots with anyone yet. Yep. Like you've just told me that he's not, but that's not... I'm still at the position that Hazi is. Well, you don't know. 
And I haven't told you that he's not. Oh, okay. Well, you just said that Hazy is just a little side thing. You just no, your no, no, comment no. there. Well, would lead I, me to believe that Hazy is just a something no, that you created it's, that's it's, not necessarily tied to anything. But I would. You still don't be... know. I mean, have I tied him to anything or not? You don't know. No, no. But yeah, and my position within the game is to turn around and say Hazy is tied to something. I, he, he's you he know may, he, he's he, the guy that's that's managing who comes and goes. Yeah, and he's corrupt. But the guy that's managing the who comes and goes reports to someone. That's right. And and the end of the day, at the top of the pile is yep. uh, is the lady. Yep. Is she and, involved? And if she's, you don't know. Yeah. Does Sarah, does she, does Sarah know? Does he? You don't know who's who's he involved with? Why were the Tuscali inside and again, there? We, we and that. if they were in, in, involved, I mean, has he killed a bunch of them? So what does that mean? Is he involved? And so you there's this. Know. There's this. How big is the pile between? Yes. And we're still sitting in this situation of we talked to her heat. How far away is she from a from Alashra? Yeah, and, and besides, are, you also encountered not talking to you encountered the Tuscali in the hunt. You encountered them in the yeah. growling sanctuary. Yeah, uh, you encountered them Can in we, this pyramid. Yeah, you did the Tuscali in the growling yeah. sanctuary. Yeah. So the first time you went in there, you encountered the Anubians that were in the the corridor going up, and you defeated them. Then you went inside the oh, chamber, and there was the clockwork mummies. I wasn't. And that session, you missed that one. I, uh, yeah, but you I, dealt I, with those ones. Yeah. And your witch bolt was a big yeah. part of dealing with those ones. Same with Onka. Without Onka be, being a were crocodile who couldn't be hurt by those bloody mummies. Yeah. Which is the reason why I was like, yeah, no more hirelings. <laughs> yeah. Made it too easy. But anyways, during the battle of the clockwork, you were focused on this. And it wasn't until after the battle when you the dust settled that you actually were paying attention and then you found the dead bodies of the Tuscali because there was the two entrances to go into the river of sand one of them took you to where those cats were and the that was where the rock fell from the ceiling that one cat pitches on the side of the entrance rock from fell from the ceiling was there a rock that fell from the right ceiling? at the start we ended into a circular yeah circular room and then, circular room and, went and then nowhere. Elbram went and did a shatter and blew shit apart yeah and there was a two there's the two cats in there. Nearly killed Elbrum. Elbrum and Saber went in there and you guys stayed back. Yeah. And then you went into the other room that was full of blood. And, and there was yeah. a tunnel with that deformed ghast who was in yeah, there yeah, that asked yeah, to kill, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that you kill him. But so there was the two entrances and you had to each time go through the river of sand to get there and you, yeah. you followed the chains. Yeah. At those two entrances were dead to Scully. Oh, wasn't Yeah. All right. Well... This was one okay. of those things where I hadn't been using the layered map previously. Now I am. And I kept having to move the dang bodies of the Tuscali because they, yeah. they were getting okay. in the way. And then eventually I just removed them because they were getting in the way. Now that I'm using layered maps, uh, I'm going to put them back in because you guys yeah. didn't, you left okay. them there. You didn't, you didn't move them. Yeah. So they're still at those entrances. But yeah, I, I removed them from the map just because uh, it was annoying having to move them all yeah. the time. But now... That's that's why layered maps are so nice because then you don't you put them on a different layer you don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, we've there talked a lot. Hello, good people of the interwebs. This episode is now done, dusted, and finished. I do hope you enjoyed it, and I'll be back in just one week.